Joining us now, uh, ESPN Insider, hosts a podcast with C.J. McCollum and good friend of the program, it is uh, Jordan Schultz. Jordan, how are you? Hey, Jordan. Hans and Scotty, I am great. Uh, it's been a while, so I'm happy to happy to catch up. And and by the way, uh, uh, love that you're with ESPN. Always great insight uh, from you, and uh, good to see good things going for you in your career. Uh, let's talk hey, a little. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's talk a little bit about these finals. Um, you know, sometimes you know in the media you you say, okay, I want to be a contrarian. I'll think, I you know, I'm going to pick uh, Toronto to win this series, and then you try to dig and find something that leads you to believe that it could happen. But I'm having a hard time finding anything that leads me to believe that Toronto could win a seven game series against Golden State. Where are you yeah. at on this? Yeah, I agree. I think Toronto can actually win tonight, maybe get a game or two. Um, but assuming even without Kevin Durant, I, I think exhaustion plays a, a factor at some point. I mean. You know, obviously we know Kawhi's played a ton of minutes. He's played 100 more minutes, just for point of reference, than, than Steph. He's played 66 more minutes than any other Warrior. And obviously he's not 100% healthy. So you're asking him to do so much on both sides of the ball. He averaged 30 and 10 against Milwaukee. He was outstanding. But I just don't know if Toronto has the depth necessary to to contend with the Warriors for a prolonged series. And um, I think the defensive ability and switchability of Golden State with Draymond Green and Nigadala, those two guys, Looney, uh, it just pre- presents a, a litany of issues. But Toronto's going to play tough. They're very confident. And if they can split these first two, they'll have a shot at least. I think one angle that I can't stop looking at is teams' inability to defend against the multiple aspects of that Golden State Warriors offense. And I look at Toronto, and you brought up some great points, but I look at Toronto with Lowry and Siakam, and I look at at Kawhi and all these guys. Do they have a unique blend of defense, Jordan, that they can get out and that they can that they can defend on the perimeter against the high pick and roll and then make sure that they're defending against the quick roll uh, by guys like, like Green and others? Right. Well, you know, I want to say yes. The, the issue with – with um, the Milwaukee series is like the, the way that the Bucks play is so much different now than the Warriors. Now, like the, the Bucks were third in offensive efficiency and second in made threes. Actually, made more threes this year than than the Warriors. The, the difference from an offensive standpoint is they don't run a lot of pick and roll, um, and you know Giannis will just get the ball from the top of the key or the left, and and Toronto was able to create that uh, create that wall. But the Warriors have so many different shooters and options from a pick-and-roll standpoint that if you sag the big, so if if, if um, Ibaka and Gasol stay down, then they're going to be exposed. And then if they you know, they don't have the, the same switchability guys to come out and guard the Clays and, and Steph um, on the perimeter. So I think Toronto's going to struggle guarding the three, and you have to pick your poison at some point because even if you want to try to control the Warriors from a three-point standpoint, they have so many other options, especially if Cousins comes in and he's able to invert the floor um, and score in the paint as well. I think Golden State's best lineup right now is, is Looney starting. Um, I, I'd be interested to see if Nick Nurse counters at some point with going really small himself and putting Siakam at the five, which is not something he's really done all year. But that might be something that Toronto explores. But to your point, at some point with the Warriors, because they're so good off and so efficient, you just – you just can't control everything. Jordan Schultz joining us here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jordan, uh, you know, you look at the Golden State Warriors, and when Kevin Durant showed up, they were 
You know, they were the uh, evil empire. And then he goes out with the injury, and then they become likable again. They they become the, the, the fun team to watch. Now, I'm not saying they're better. I mean, obviously, they're better with KD out on the court. But they're a whole lot more fun to watch when KD's off the court. Yeah, yeah. No, so there's just so much different. Like, I think the argument to your point about, like, like them being better, it's not they're thirty one and one, I understand that, but that's against the broader NBA. They they just play a lot differently. That's the yeah. that's what maybe is more exciting for people. You know, you're empowering Draymond Green to make more plays. Steph Curry has the ball in his hands more. He's obviously scoring more, he's taking more shots. Clay, instead of getting uh, you know, the thirteen or fourteen shots, can now take eighteen or twenty shots. And and it's just a different brand of basketball. And then you see, you know, more guys get involved, more guys touch it. With Durant, because he's so incredible and really the best scorer in the world, it's like at some point he just bails you out. And you know that you have that in your bag at your disposal. Uh, end of the shot clock, you know, end of a quarter, whatever, because he's going to get his own shot. And it's really not a matter of how you guard him, which is will he make it or not. He usually makes it. So I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. I will be really interested to see – Hypothetically, if Toronto splits or if somehow they won the first two, like how much pressure does that now put on the Warriors to play Kevin? Because um, obviously it looks like he won't play in games one and two. Hey Jordan, how often do we see nine full days between right. West, Western or Conference Finals and then your first game in the NBA Finals? And how I does it? Yeah, I don't remember it. Um, I think I think I, I think the Jazz almost went, and now this is going back a long ways, like twenty one like years. In ninety eight, they almost went two full weeks. Yeah, because against, the Jazz uh, Jazz got a sweep, Chicago, and right. uh, Jazz got a sweep against the Lakers, and then uh, the Pacers took the Bulls to seven games. Yeah, no. So there you go. That's twenty one years. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't think it necessarily helps. Like at some point, all that rest makes you rusty. We've seen it with different sports. I mean, Milwaukee had six days off before the Toronto series. Ironically, they won their first two. But um, I, I, to me, like having nine days off is the same as having five. Like after five, you know, unless you're injured, um, which Kevin is, but after five, like, you know, you, you start to lose some of that, um, that, that sharpness. And then being rested at some point becomes counterproductive. Jordan Schultz right here on the Zone Sports Network. Hey, uh, you host a podcast with C.J. McCollum. Uh, where's he at after that, uh, obviously, yeah. uh, run in the playoffs with a lot of excitement and then, of course, uh, running into a, running into essentially a dump truck in Golden State? Yeah, I spent um, – it's, it's good timing because uh, yeah. we spent the day together yesterday. We actually um, did a podcast with R.J. Hampton, who made some headways. I'm sure you saw – That'll um, come out tomorrow, um, but neither here nor there with him. I think with CJ, you're, it's like on one hand, they're so happy with how they did it this year, but then on the other side, they lost. They got swept for a third straight year in the playoffs. Obviously, different circumstances. Um, CJ, like, I, I asked him if he would regret the Pelican sweep last year, and he said no because they learned from it. And I wonder how much they can learn from this sweep with the Warriors. And you know, not having Kevin in the lineup was obviously an opportunity. Uh, Dame was hurt. We, we know he wasn't 100%. Not having Nurkic was a killer. I think the, I think the Blazers are, are right there. I think they need a wing. If they could get another playmaking wing, uh, a guy that can just make more shots, you know, someone like a Bogdanovich or someone like that that can help you spread the floor and make more plays because they, 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 Nurkic is going to be tremendous for them next year. He had a great year. CJ feels great. Um, you know, he wasn't especially healthy either. He was out over a month, and I asked him if that impacted him. He just said 
you know, it, it's hard to miss a month going into the playoffs because the intensity ramps up that much. But as a whole, I think he was really happy. Um, I could tell he was really disappointed as well because, you know, they felt like they, they could give Golden State a real series, and they blew seven, the leads of 17 and 18 three different times. Jordan, I think that there are a lot of teams in Portland's situation in the West right now where it's you're always going to be second best. And, and it looks like the landscape of free agency and draft could – possibly affect that even more dramatically. And we just saw Houston, it almost felt like a statement of throwing their hands up and saying, well, we're not going to sit here and pay this kind of money and and fight you know, fight against a solid brick wall. You saw Daryl Morris' comments that he's willing to move and looking to move everything and make that change. What yeah. were your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I, I've asked around on this um, all day today, and what basically what I've been told with the Rockets is, it's probably a bigger story than it uh, needs to be. It's just that, you know, so every team, to your point, wants to improve. They want to look themselves in the mirror and be honest. It's just that Houston's not afraid to admit it. Um, you know, basically I've been told the Rockets, just what we heard, like the Rockets would make a trade if it made sense. They don't want to necessarily blow up the roster. Then again, they're committed to Chris Paul. I think it's $90 million in the next three years. And if it made sense to – to rid themselves of that contract, I'm sure they would. And it's a really introspective time if you're if you're the Houston Rockets or another one of these teams in the West that feels like you're close, but you, you know you're not good enough. And we'll have to see what happens with Duran and Clay this summer and ultimately Draymond in the coming years. But I think you're absolutely right. that This is a really um, interesting time in the Western Conference because you, the worst place to be in the NBA is in that like purgatory where you're you're good. You're, you're not a contender. Denver is interesting because they went from being kind of in that zone to now they're improving. So if you feel like there's value in winning and developing a culture, that's great. Uh, but you want to parlay that value into championship contention. And obviously the Portland's and Utah's and Denver's and, and even Houston's of the world need to think about that. If you were uh, Dennis Lindsay, what would your target be in free agency for the Jazz or via trade? I think the Jazz need, similar to the to the um, to the Blazers, another playmaking wing. But I think a point guard continues to be uh, their Achilles' heel. Um, if if Utah can get themselves uh, a, a veteran point guard, I mean, just look at what like DJ Augustine did in Orlando this year. I mean, he didn't make a ton of money. He was extremely effective. Um, we've seen guys like Fred Van Vliet play play big roles in the for the Raptors. I'm not saying they need a star, but that type of player that can go out there and be a consistent scorer, shooter, something that Ricky just wasn't able to do, that's what you need in today's day and age. And there's no question that a, a playmaking scorer who can make threes from the point guard position, uh, not Ricky, not Dante, that would play a tremendous role in, on this team. It would help Joe. It would help Donovan. It would help everybody. Certainly one of our favorites, Jordan Schultz, now with ESPN and hosts that podcast with C.J. McCollum. Jordan, you're the man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jordan. Hey, guys, thank you. Always a pleasure. Let's do it again soon, okay? You got it. Jordan Schultz right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.